Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are really tackling a titan of cinema. I, I would say a true titan. A tr- I would say... <laughs> um, a teen titan, I would say an adult titan. This is like a historic document this also. Is a, yeah, this is a seminal work, one would say. Um, if you haven't seen it, I don't know. Do you like film? Do you like movies? Do you like culture? Uh, a yeah. question to ask yourself, yeah. truly. You, truly, truly. And the film, of course, is 2004's You Got Served, written and directed by Chris Stokes, who was also B2K's manager, and uh, so up top, let's just <laughs> <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just dive in um, to Chris Stokes. Chris Stokes, <sighs> oh, we are so tired, aren't we, Jordan? Like, isn't life exhausting? Okay. So uh, a-, a while back. There were there was a band called B2K. It consisted of Omarion, Rasby, J Bug, and Lil Fizz. And they were a big fucking deal. I cried listening to them. I got a VHS tape of B2K at the House of Blues, which was me watching them perform. But me also watching other girls crying just oh. for being in their oh, presence. Baby Jordan. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's That's beautiful. I didn't have a VHS, but I did have an emotional response to their music. I loved them. Um Guts to be like made me cry, even though like it's kind of not an okay song when you really listen to it. It is actually kind of like the ode of an abuser, honestly. Um, <laughs> like paging so many songs. I mean, guts to be is like it's like I got to be your everything. Like that's too much, dude. Like yeah, like act, like don't isolate me from my friends and and my loved ones. Yes, um, exactly. Got yeah. got to be is like a secret creeper anthem. But anyway, um, B2K did a lot of stuff. Some of their most popular music was produced by a man named Robert Kelly, who we do not have time to talk about tonight. But uh, there's a great documentary called Surviving R. Kelly that you should definitely watch. Um, very glad that he didn't make a cameo on this movie, which is interesting because he did produce like an album of their remix of B2K remixes during around this time. So it's really weird that he's not in it, but I'm actually Honestly, really glad that he's not yeah, in it. Yeah, it's very weird, but I'm like very relieved because I feel like we would have to talk about oh, him yeah, we would have if to he talk was about in the movie. Like that would just be such a big omission. But since he's not, we can just say, um, Oh my God, I have full faith that everyone listening knows that we hate him, that we hate him and can do their own work about it. Yeah. Um, so I, mean, I also kind of feel like our listeners are like on the same side of it. as Yeah. Us. Like, I feel like we don't have to say what's <laughs> wrong with R. Kelly. If you're into our podcast, I highly doubt that you're an R. Kelly supporter. <laughs> um, but, uh, unfortunately we do have to talk about another abuser and that is Chris Stokes. Um, I don't know the first time that the allegation 
uh, was made. But um, Raz B, who was a member of B2K and also in this movie, he accused Chris Stokes and a star of this movie, Marcus Houston, of molesting him, um, sexually assaulting him. Like, I don't want to give too many details. I would say read about it at your own discretion. Trigger warning. Like, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not, it's yeah. And I had no idea until I read this article that Marcus Houston was also accused of this behavior. Yeah. I didn't know that until like right now. Yeah. um, Like I was like, Oh, I thought I thought of, I mean, you know, like I loved sister, sister, you know, right. He's a been a familiar face throughout my childhood. And yeah, I, I didn't, and he's not much older either. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is <laughs> it's just like really sad. This is it's That's it's really, really rough. It and the thing is, is that uh, people really didn't take Rasby seriously at Maybe the time, said, you know, because people don't believe that boys and men can be sexually abused. And then he's also black. So then people really just like ignore it or gaslight. And um, we believe him. We do. Um, back in March, um, Amy Zimmerman for the Daily Beast wrote a piece called Beyond Michael Jackson, B2K Boy Bender Rasby's Forgotten Molestation Allegations. And I would say, you know, maybe look back and read that if you want to know what was going on with that. Um, people are still and people are still like saying that it's not true. And Marcus Houston hasn't even responded at all. He just retweets whatever Chris Stokes says, which I feel like explains a lot like yeah, i think that, it, that that says volumes that says without a lot him having about the overall anything. dynamic honestly right um, um it's like a it, and it, they're currently uh on tour there's there's a reunion tour that's going on i of course did not go because it is not 2004 anymore and i don't have the money to spend on boys the, of the, the, that the, level of nostalgia boys of the millennium b2k um so B2, let's just say B2K was a big deal. I explained it to Kyle earlier as you know how white women feel about One Direction. <laughs> that is how black girls felt about B2K in their time. And that's the best way that I can describe it. Totally. Um, there's <laughs> so I much. Know. Yeah. Uh, B- you got served is a really interesting thing because I saw it in the theater, of course, because I was like obsessed um, and I have not seen it since. Like I watched it when I was in that time where I loved B2K and not since. And wow. Surprised that it doesn't really hold up. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a shock? <laughs> yeah. It's really I mean, not. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I think it's hard for movies about, um, that are like really, really, really heavily about music or dance to be really good when it so much of it is about people who are like, if it's starring dancers and not actors or starring musicians and not actors. And it's about that. I feel like it's pretty common for it to feel a little more gimmicky, you right. know, cause these people have a skill set, and then the acting itself or the storyline itself is kind of like, written around that yeah i mean and like this was this was a big movie this opened number one at the box office during super bowl weekend back in 2004 which is i mean that's impressive 
yeah, it it um it you know it made like forty eight million dollars. It was only eight million dollars to make, and so. I mean, Chris, yeah. Chris I mean, Stokes the... made bank, and Chris Stokes went on to make other movies that also had um, Marcus Houston and Omarion in them. Well, and I was gonna say, I mean, it's not just B2K. It's like Marcus Houston, it's Lil Kim, it's Steve Harvey. You know, like the cast is so stacked. Well, um, the, the thing is, is that like, and my main issue with this movie is that I think it's too much Marcus Houston. Yeah, I mean, he it, like. Him, him, and Omarion are supposed to basically be the 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 main characters because I feel like the narrative really focuses on them. Yeah, um, and then Jennifer Freeman is in there, um, but it, yeah, it Marcus Houston is way more the center, and I mean it makes sense in the sense that he's he has the most acting experience. Um, but you know, it's it's interesting that you say he has the most acting experiences because he d- because I mean he d- in the main cast he does. But compared to, I mean, compared no, to Amarian. No, he definitely does. But the thing about it is, is that like, I think he's really bad in the movie. Oh yeah, I don't think he's good in the movie. But I think that because people are familiar with him acting, that's why they oh, made that decision. Definitely. But I don't think it was the right one. I agree with you. Yeah, no, it was a bad decision. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, it, so it turns out that like Chris Stokes still makes movies. Um, so let me just <laughs> can't believe this. Um, oh yeah, his first movie was House Party 4, which of course stars Marcus Houston, because, you know, they work together, and I, I've seen House Party 4 a long time ago. Anyway, just watch the first three House Parties, no reason to watch House Party 4. Um, you don't really need to watch the fourth of anything, in my opinion, honestly, but that's another conversation. Yeah, just watch House Party, <laughs> House Party 2. I actually don't remember House Party 3, I don't remember if that's good or not. But anyway... Um, he directed you. That was in two thousand one. He directed you got served it in two thousand four. He directed his horror film called Somebody Help Me in two thousand seven, and then Somebody Help Me too. And yes, I am definitely looking for these. What? Oh <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, a film called Battlefield America, which is a dance drama, another dance drama that also has Marcus Houston in it. Um. <laughs> That is creeping me out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ju- I'm just going to say that. Um, yeah. Uh, another a horror film called The Helpers. That's one that does not have Marcus Houston in it. Wow. Um, so I think around like 2012, he stopped letting Marcus Houston star in all of his things. And he still makes movies. Like he made a movie that has Tay Diggs in it called Till Death Do Us Part, which is a psychological thriller. Oh, produced by Marcus Houston. Oh, I see. Marcus Houston decided to stop acting and start producing all these projects. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All of these films, I. <sighs> yeah. Marcus Houston was, of course, um, on Sister Sister, and he he's been in a lot of like sitcoms and things. And he's been a musician. He used to be in this group called Amateur, and then when they got older, they renamed themselves IMX, and that was the whole thing. I think I liked maybe one Amateur song. Yeah, maybe I remember that they that Amateur like performed on Sister Sister. I'm pretty sure. Um, I do remember that. <laughs> and then we have Omarion, who was uh, the the star of B2K. Omarion was the star of B2K. Now, now that we've had this uh, distance 
from it. Oh, yeah. Omarion and Marcus Houston also star in the Fat Albert movie. Um, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that is a fact that everyone should know. <laughs> and he also, like, at the end, at the in the Proud Family movie, when Penny Proud ends up with a rapper, I think his name is like 15 Cent or like something like that, D- Dime or something, some weird thing that's like not 50 Cent. Yeah. Um, that's voiced by Omarion. So Omarion was kind of like this, like, m- a very much like a heartthrob character. Yeah. He's and he, cutie. And he also started his own romance called Feel the Noise, which I'm sure that we're going to do sometime. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's so I'm putting in a request now. There's so much backstory, but a lot of this backstory is for white people that really probably do not know how big of a deal. Like, oh, Marion was a big fucking deal. B2K was a big deal, but Omarion was an even bigger deal. Like, yeah, um, this is like Harry Styles. This is like uh, Justin Timberlake. And I'm sorry to incite those men, but, you know, yeah, like, no, like no, no. for examples. Yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. And like, uh, <sighs> and then there are the other guys. And the problem with this, a lot of this is, is that um, a lot of, a lot of the issues in real life that kind of like were going on, are really exemplified in the movie because Rasby, J Bug, and Lil well, Rasby and Little Fizz specifically have nothing to do. I'll get to J Bug in a second, but like Rasby gets so few scenes that if I asked you which character was Rasby, would you be able to tell me? No, I barely know that he's he was, barely like, in I the barely movie. I barely remember him. Yeah, he's barely in the movie. And Lil Fizz, the only reason why I knew which one Lil Fizz was was because. He had the ponytail. Yeah. He was the he was the you know the the little adorable one at the ponytail, the kind of baby faced one. He's such a baby face. He is. Yeah. Like and Yeah, J J Bug is like around. J Bug. So J Bug is the only other member of B2K that gets a plot. So it's like it's so Omarion, Marcus Houston, who's once again not part of B2K. I would understand you mistaking it because he takes up so much space. He does take up so much space. I'm pretty in the sure B2K he's on that tour movie. too. He's on that tour, the B2K tour. I know yeah. that he's there. And it's just like, okay. J Bug gets a little kid that is that is named Lil Saint. And uh, Bronwyn, talk about Lil Saint a little okay, bit. Okay, so Lil Saint is just kind of always hanging around. And some of the other guys give Jay Boog a hard time because they're like, oh, you always bring this kid around. And, like, you know, he's annoying. But basically, Jay Boog is very protective. And Lil Saint is, like, his adopted little brother. Like, he's he's chosen him as his family. It's never really explained where Little Saint's real family is, and mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. The point is that he has this older brother type protecting him. Um, and, and everybody kind of, like, Little Saint, like, talks shit, and everyone thinks he's kind of cute and annoying, and that's, like, the thing. But right. it's very pronounced. Like, from yeah. when you're first introduced to Little Saint, you're like, oh, he's just, because he's just, like, a little, like, nine-year-old, like, he's, just little, he's he, like, talking shit, and you're just like, okay. He was actually the same age that I was at, at the time. Like, that character was also born in 1992, so that's how. So, that, okay, that, so he's <laughs> a 12-year-old actor who, like, looks younger. Oh, yeah, and super. And he's just, like, adorable, and just, like, being, like, trying to be tough, and it's a adorable and everybody's kind of like okay you know this kid's annoying but he's cute and jay bug's like 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 this is like their relationship is very tender it's probably the most tender part of the whole movie which is why you know that there's something that's going to happen oh yeah well there's a 
there's like a few interesting things. Like a lot of people have gone back and said that of all the B2K members, J-Bug gives the best performance. And so when I looked back to watch it to see, I was like, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He yeah. definitely does. <laughs> like he has, like, I believe his, um, yeah, I believe how he feels. It just feels yeah. very natural to me. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I, I also think his role is, feels like it has more depth yeah. in a sense um yeah. whereas He's, like he seems like a person he seems like he has a life yeah he does he does and you just see one little part of it and you know that and and the part of it that you see you believe um whereas like omarian who is in more of the movie than jbug um i think he does like a fine job i just feel like his character is feels just kind of like corny his character is corny marcus houston's character is corny and i feel like marcus houston is the star of the movie yeah and that really upsets and it's me. like all about his anger and his pathos and his and pain. he like hits a woman who uh, play his, his sister, sister multiple times he like yeah. shocks her and it's like that very patriarchal like i'm mad at my sister because she's like getting with my friend she's acting like a hoe like and it's like it's just weird, like you know, her, like, like she, the move, the gaze of the movie feels like we're like, like she calls him out, and his grandma calls him out, and I love when his grandma calls him out. Um, I wanted his grandmother. I wanted more of her. I wanted her to lay into him so badly. I feel like she was way too nice. I to felt him. like she was way too nice, uh, yeah. to him too. But you could tell that Chris Stokes directed it because it still felt like the gaze of the movie mm -hmm. very much wanted us to be in his corner yeah. even when he was being unreasonable like it presented yeah. other perspectives but his was the one that we yeah you can really tell face. that like chris stokes and marcus houston are like not just like based on you can tell because of the coverage that marcus houston gets the space the plot the, the, everything. Even the camera work just even like, the camera work favors him yeah absolutely and so there's there seems to be like a there's like a lot of and it's and it's really to the detriment of the film. Oh, by the way, this reminded me, uh, and I explained this to Kyle. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle's not seen this movie. I believe we should talk about like the actual plot of this movie. So oh yeah, for sure. I'm moving in. I believe the plot of this movie is yes. a marriage of. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm not. And so yes, I am. Is a marriage of Hardball and Good Burger. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So okay, I want to hear you expand on this. Okay. So the star, the like the the story of you got served is just like some guys. They have a dance crew. Some white guys challenge them. They challenge back. Um, two of the main guys, Marcus Houston and Omarion, also like run drugs for like for like a, a kingpin. So that's a plot. And there's also that um, Omarion and Jennifer Freeman from her from my wife and kids are having a romance, and Jennifer Freeman is the sister of Marcus Houston. So that's like that's a whole thing. He's like, stay away from me. And my also sister. their mom is Jackie Harry, who's in barely any scenes. Like she's in the beginning and the end. The yeah, grandma's like I, in the movie the more than the grandma's in the movie way more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um and so that's really the plot. Now, the plot of Good Burger is these these nice black boys who work at 
this fast food establishment are, are suddenly challenged by these like evil white men across, across the street <laughs> running Mondo Burger, who are, in my opinion, just as obnoxious as entitled as Wade and his crew in this movie. Oh, yeah, Wade. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it, it Fucking feels... Street Fighter looking. I can't. Yeah, like it's very weird. Like it's like, I, I'm sure that nobody's ever considered like Good Burger to be a racial story, but like I do. It's like, like getting like even like it's like getting over on these like evil white men who like don't care because you can tell that like in Good Burger Ed cares about the customers and that's kind of what the difference oh, is, is sure. that Good Burger is like a place where you can go like invest. It's like a, a sense of like caring about your regulars in your community and like. And also just your own livelihood. You right, know? Like exactly. Having stakes that are there. Because, like, these are people that actually need money, whereas, like, Mondo Burger, they don't. And you get the feeling with Wade and their crew that they don't need the money. They just want to annoy the black no, kids. No, they just need to prove, like, they, they're <laughs> just, like, annoying and cocky and, and privileged, and they have to, like, have everything. Like, they can't stand not having something. Yeah, it's, like, very weird. It's, like, very, it's very, like, like honestly, the vibe that I got from Wade and his crew was, like, it was very, like, why can't I say the N-word? Like, it oh. was, like... Oh, yeah. Like, that's your problem. You know what I mean? Like, that, that is like exactly their, like what's going on. Their biggest problem is, like, the one thing they're not allowed to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. And, like, and you can tell that, like, especially, like, there's a part where, like, they're supposed to battle for, like, $5,000. That's, like, a big set piece of it. And they win by, like, stealing one of the black members of Omarion and Marcus Houston's crew. And then, um, and then that guy, Sonny, just tells them all the moves. And I was like, wow. Hello, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> like this is I mean, obviously, like they just straight up stole the moves. They didn't get a member on Bring It On, but I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> right. Familiar plot line. Like, and okay, so here's the hardball part. It's about also like it, it's weird because hardball is more about a team. And uh, hardball, if you've never seen it, is Keanu Reeves teaching a bunch of black kids like baseball and inspiring them and falling in love with Diane Lane. Um, so all of that is happening. Also, 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 there was a very special rap song that was made for Hardball that had like all the Lils in it. There was Lil Wayne, there was Lil Zane, there was Lil Bow Wow, there was Lil Sammy, and they all got together and like made this video where they were like playing baseball and also like hitting on chicks and like rapping, and it is the cutest thing in the world. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker for the Lils and like I don't know that's something I have to talk about to my it's therapist. It's so but like, cute. The, no, the, the so Lils. Cute. The Lils. Um, Do you yeah. Little Dicky. So, but but the this um baseball team also has a little mascot kid. His name is G Baby, and G Baby gets shot in a drive by. And then when they play their last game, they're like, this is for G-Baby. And, like, I cried. And that was, and this came out in 2001. So when I saw a little saint and you got served, I was like, this kid is going to die. And Oh, yeah, yeah. The, because the, he's the, the only child in the whole movie. And the exact and same thing happened. And it's very forced. Like, the emotional connection is, the emotional connection itself because is Because only J-Bug like, likes this kid. Because, like, J-Bug is the only one who likes it. But the movie makes very clear that it's going to show these tender moments that, of course, work on me. Um. Of course. Like, obviously. Um, but it does it doesn't really fit into the rest of the plot until he ends up dying, in which He uh, also which, dies off screen. He dies off screen as well, which like I was kind of 
I mean, I don't want to watch him die. You this know? is true. But it, but it was just very like made me sad that he was such a plot device. Yeah, because you like know? in the end when they do like the final showdown, they they name their group the Lil Saints, and it's like. You didn't even like this kid. Whereas, like, in Hardball, everybody loved G-Baby. Like, yeah. G-Baby was annoying, but everybody, like, openly loved him. Yeah, because he's a child, so of course he's <laughs> annoying. Like, what child is not annoying? It's so, okay, like, so 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 you understand my, my plot description. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Like, at, when you lay it out that way, it's, like, very crystal clear, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and there's really... Um, the best performances in this movie are by not the main cast. Like, Lil' Kim is great as herself. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like, she's fantastic. For um, sure. Like, I think Megan Good does a good job. Meg, I was just about to say, Megan yeah. Good is great as beautiful with two L's. She's amazing. And in yeah. every scene with her and Jennifer Freeman, she's like carrying the entire scene. Oh, yeah. No, she's got the energy. She's got the <laughs> friendship energy. She's yes. funny. Like, she's, yeah, she's charismatic. And I also, like, I felt bad for Jennifer Freeman because Leah is, like, just, like, written as, it's just very much. It's very this unfortunate. Is very this is a person that's studying by, to be a doctor. Yeah, this is created by men, you can tell, because, like, like she is she is yeah she got a scholarship to princeton but they never give her lines where she talks about what she does no nope. she's just like nice and pretty and there's nothing wrong with that she's nice and pretty and she's like really into amarian and she's like i'll go wherever my man goes and like and then like megan good as beautiful is like making jokes and stuff and i'm just bummed that jennifer freeman like it just feels like the movie very much frames her as like the good woman, like, you know, like yeah. the woman that you want to be with. And there's like sentences where Amarian is like, she's not any girl. And it's just very like, she's not like other girls, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, and, it, and, and, and it's yeah. fine. I get it. Like, it's also like young love and how people talk. I'm not like, I'm not expecting there to be this, like, yeah. you know, but I, I, I felt like there could have been more for her. Yeah. And also the thing about Jennifer Freeman is that, in a lot of her like roles, like not even just this, she's just the pretty girl, and it really irritates me. <laughs> actually, yeah, totally. Because uh, she is, she is, in my wife and kids, she's the recast. She at first, it's like kind of like a like a like a smart mouth, like darker skinned girl, and then in season two, it's randomly Jennifer You're like, Freeman. Like here's the second Aunt Viv, and then yeah. like it, and her whole thing is that she's pretty. And boys like her, which I almost feel like is the same role that they gave Yara Shahidi in Blackish until she got went off and did her own show. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's like, she's pretty. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's <laughs> being pretty is not a personality. It's, and it's, like, a yeah. lot of women are pretty, and there are a lot of things also. Yeah, like, and like, yeah. and like, Megan Good like shows that. Like, she's doing yeah, like. Yeah, Megan Good is a babe. Like, that's. that's but just she like, also like has chops. Yeah, like, and it's just frustrating because it feels like the movie. It okay, it almost feels like the gaze of the movie is threatened by Megan Good. Oh, totally, and, because and she's so hot. Yeah, she's so hot, and she's so funny and fun, and like, and I'm not saying that she needed to have a romance, like that everyone needs to be coupled up, but right. it was like, of course, she's single, and then like Jennifer Freeman is like much more demure and much more just like, oh, you're into me, okay, like, yeah, and but also perfect because she's really smart and hard working but like doesn't talk about it but like don't worry you know like she won't make you feel bad she won't be passionate um and i was just like 
Yeah, it, it just felt very made by men in that way. And yeah. I know not all men, you know, hashtag, and I but like, and, and just I, like the way I was like, this yeah. is, I'm so used to seeing this. And I feel like that's personified for when Lil' Kim shows up, because you know that nobody gave Lil' Kim any direction. She was like, no, I'm going to be myself. Excuse me. Yeah, move. she's like, you want me here? <laughs> like, you better let me be. And she just shows up and she's just herself and she's dynamic and she's funny and hot and sexy. And, and just with a couple of lines, she like makes such an impression. Of course. Yeah because she's she's allowed to just be herself yeah i mean because like a lot of this movie is like it's like a it's trying to do romeo and juliet and it's like not doing it well because juliet's not a character yeah because it's like oh no they can't what if it was be together romeo and todd and then juliet is todd's sister yeah because <laughs> like a like so much of this movie is just dancing, which is why we're not talking too much about the plot. It's like, yeah, no, literally if you actually like cut out like the dancing, it would, it's an hour and a half movie. It's a pretty short movie. And the dancing would, I'm not even exaggerating, be 30 to 40 minutes because w the intro is dancing. Oh yeah. And, and it's, it's long. And the intro is five minutes. I'm not exaggerating. That's five minutes. That's a whole, like that's a few scenes. Yeah. Worth. Yeah. So there's a lot of dancing and like I, like the oh, and it's like iconic songs that they just keep on like looping and the opening song is um Magoo and Timbaland and Fat Man Scoop and it's Drop you know it's a party song like it's yeah. like, like the moment that I heard it, I was like oh yeah I've heard Drop a million times in my life oh yeah for sure and, like, I mean the and, soundtrack is great but then it's like it's Drop going for five minutes and I don't yeah. know who any of these people are yeah <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like okay so the camera work on the dancing kind of bums me out because. I am such a sucker. Like I will watch people who are good at dancing. I will watch. That. I was saying the same thing. I see love Kyle. That. See Kyle doesn't watch dancing movies, so he was just like, "Oh, the camera seems fine." It's like, no, we're not no, seeing the precision of not, the movement. No, the camera was awful for the dancing because, like, I like dance movies even when they're not great movies because I love watching people who are good at dance. But I felt like one of the downsides of this movie is that it's kind of the worst of both worlds in that sense because there's a lot of dancing, but it's hard for you to see. Like, there's moments where you can see one dancer do really well, but when they're doing the group shots, it's from really awkward angles, and you don't really get to see it in the way that other movies let you. Yeah. Um. And so I was just, so I got bored. And it's not yeah. because I think dancing is boring. It's because I was just like, okay, well, this is kind of a general group shot, and I can tell they're dancing, and I'm tired. Yeah, there's just, like, this, like... It Chris Stokes was not a good enough director to be able to like really because it you does know, take skill to capture that. Yeah, it does, and they and he just couldn't do it. It's just like a bunch of like a lot of wide shots, and we can't see like what's going on. <laughs> no, and like that would definitely, I think that would help the movie a lot if the dancing was if the dancing was shot better and more visible because like that is half, I mean, that's the point of the movie, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, so that was, that was a bummer because I was like, man, am I bored right now during these dancing scenes? Usually I would just eat this up. Like I would love this, even if it was like not a great movie. Okay. Oh, I just realized cause I, cause this movie is full of Easter eggs about what it was like in the early two thousands and late nineties that Sonny, the guy that betrays them was an immature. <laughs> Oh, like wow. th that's a guy from Immature. <laughs> there we go. See, that's even more. I. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um. So much like behind, like the behind the scenes has more plot than the actual plot. It really like. does. Because the thing. Because like, okay. So what would we say that the plot of this movie 
is. It's like they they dance. Um, they and they get challenged by Wade. They get betrayed by Sunny. Then they have to do a rematch, and the rematch ends up for being this like big like and like TRL kind of style show that's hosted. Where they're gonna win fifty grand. Yeah, and it's like hosted by Lala playing herself, and she's great. Love oh Lala. yeah, she is great. <laughs> um, and, and and it's like they get to be in Lil Kim's video if they win, and like it's weird because I just said like two sentences and I'm already at the end of the movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, and like I mean, but then in it, there's like this friendship struggle because oh, yeah. a lot of it's between Omarion and Marcus Houston. Yeah, and it's because Omarion has a crush on Jennifer Freeman, and Marcus is like, "Stay away from my sister." And it's weird because Marcus does a thing, and I don't understand this. And this is in a lot of movies, and I've also like witnessed it in real life where a guy's like, "I'm really close with this guy, but he he could never date my sister." And I'm like. Why are you close with someone that you think is a bad person? <laughs> like that's the subtext that's to me. That's a great I'm question. Like, why are you close? Like I get that it might be awkward at first if they're dating your sister. You don't want to hear about it in the same way. Mm-hmm. But like, if you actually think that your best friend is a bad person, you wouldn't want to date a family member. Why are they your best friend? Yeah. Um. That's and a great and that's like a whole thing where Marcus gets super angry that Amarian is interested in Jennifer Freeman. And they keep Jennifer Freeman and Omarion keep like just meeting up casually. And, and it's so chaste. It's very pure. There's no sex in the movie or anything. It's very much like, can I walk you to work? And, like, like, it's so. Do you want to have French fries? Like, and it's also just like, okay, so Omarion and Marcus Houston um, run drugs for this like uh, drug dealer named Emerald, who is played by an actor, Michael Talaferro. Who, um, you know, rest in peace, died from a stroke. Great performance in this movie. Loved yeah, him. Yeah, he did great. Um, and it was just like, uh, so they were supposed to do a drug deal. To, they were supposed to, like, deliver some drugs together. But Jennifer Freeman was like, hey, you keep on, like, she's on a date with Omarion. And she's just like, hey, you, you're you on the phone. And, like, why can't you pay attention to me? And I kept, uh, and of course was on her side because it's like, she works. Like, she's training to be a doctor. Yeah. You're just, like, fucking around all yeah, day. Yeah, she's, like, like working in a time. hospital. And she's trying to earn enough money to go to Princeton because even with the scholarship, she can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And he's, like... You know, spitting lines at her like he's like, oh, like your physique and you're so and you're so amazing. But then he's on his phone and like so I get where she's coming from. But then he just doesn't communicate with Marcus. Um, And so Marcus is alone dealing like delivering drugs for this kingpin. And then he ends up getting beaten up and the drugs and money get stolen from him. And he is super angry, which is completely understandable. But then rather than just being angry at Omarion, he takes it out on his sister. Um, he actually he runs into them together and he's like, I like I was trying to get a hold of you. Oh, wait, no, no, no. They come to the hospital because he's hurt. And then he's like freaking out and he tells his sister to stop like to stop seeing Omarion and like calls her names and stuff. And I just don't get why he takes it out on her so much, too. Like there's just a lot of misplaced feeling. Um, and so basically from there, because Marcus got beat up and he now has to pay the kingpin back, he has to pay Emerald back. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't tell Omarion that he has to pay Emerald back. He's just like angry. So then he just decides they're not on speaking terms. And this is after they've had their, they've been betrayed by Sonny and they've had basically like the white dude and his crew steal their moves. So... They they want to compete, but they don't want to work together. So then they both form new crews. Yes. And 
during this, Omarion and Jennifer Freeman like continue to have their romance. And then Marcus keeps finding them and then getting angry. They don't even kiss until the end, which means that their entire room, like they're not even like, fucking. This is like Christian dating and yeah. Marcus is like the dad who's mad. It's like yeah, very it's weird. so weird. And he never has like a good reason. Like at the end, like J Bug and um, Lil Fizz have a few lines about how, oh, you're always macking on the women. But it's like also like we never see him do that. We never no, see we him with no any context. other women. Yeah. Like right. there's this there's this. Yeah. There's this scene where um, that's supposed to contextualize why Marcus is so mad at Omarion. And it's like Jay Boog and a few of the other friends are like, oh, like they're naming women that. Omarion is hooked up with including like, like triplets like sisters and twins and yeah and like all this stuff but like we're not given any of that information no. like until like two thirds through the movie so yeah. I'm just like I don't know he's a little corny but he seems like he likes her I don't yeah. really get it like, like it, and the thing about it is is that like he is a much nicer person than Marcus Houston's oh yeah he's character. way nicer like he's just like a sweetie who just wants to like dance and has a crush on her and he's just like young you know that's my take on him yeah it's it, yeah so it's like it's weird like i i feel like we had to cover it on this podcast specifically because it is b2k and i can't imagine like unless somebody did a podcast just about dance movies which which we would not do yeah um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but it's like this movie is supposed to hinge on a romance that doesn't work and a bromance that also doesn't work yeah that's the thing is like so jennifer freeman and omari and like they're never given a deep talk. It's always just like, you're cute, we're in the same place, and then now your brother's mad at us. Like, that's right, all that's like, written. There's never, like, like you like what they is don't the even basis have to one, their connection? like, corny conversation where they really connect. It's just like, they've known each other, and now they're both older and hot. Like, that's kind of the subtext. Yeah, it's, it's not very even subtext, much, it's the text. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's very strange. And, you know, I mean, to think about it in the context of the time, like, this was made to capitalize... On the success of B2K. But this movie is not about the success of B2K. Not saying that it had to be about a music group or anything, but like. It's about the friendship between the main guy from B2K and this other actor. And then also, who was also in a boy group at this time. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was also. So it just seems like the other actors of B2K really got sidestepped for the service of a plot that wasn't that didn't really work and i also feel like watching jaybug fall in love would have been way more interesting oh yeah because jaybug was honestly i mean you know i i feel bad because like lil fizz and rasby really didn't get screen time they did not so, which is so weird because lil fizz is so pretty like why wouldn't you want to put a he's camera beautiful. on him um but yeah but jaybug was the best actor who got who was given screen time like from b2k yeah. and and yeah like in the middle of all of this fighting lil saint gets killed by a stray bullet and then, of course, Jay Boog is really sad. He and has like a whole. Mo- he like he punches, like punches a, a wall at a hospital. And also, did you notice that the doctor is Professor Ogilvy from the Parkers? <laughs> because yeah. I did, and I was just like, "What? Like what? Okay, uh, uh, give me a moment." And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then like, um, and then basically he gives like uh marcus houston a whole talk about like you can't stay mad forever like life is short you guys should be friends again and jay book is basically like i won't dance with either of your new crews i will only dance if you guys are together yeah he's like the purest he's the smartest person in the movie where he's just like (laughs) 
life's short. You guys have been best friends. I don't even know what you're fighting about. Um, if you really want to dance against these white guys and get this money, let's do that. But I'm not going to be part of your mess. Right. And and the funny thing is, like, Marcus Houston is the one who's mad the whole time. Amarian's not even mad. He's just like. He's not mad. He's just like, can so we just be makes friends? Houston like, like, I'm sorry like you got jumped. Like, I want to help you. It's just like, this should have been a movie about, like, four friends trying to make it through life and love and dance. And they should have all been delivering the drugs together. And it's like, if I... Like, if I wasn't, like, a tween at the time, like, I would have just, like, immediately gotten in if blogs, if I was on blogs at the time, which I wasn't. If I had just, like, gotten online and just, like, typed up an entire review. Like, there's no reason why it couldn't have been all four of them, all of them getting their own plots. There were so many, like, amazing women dancers in this movie, and no one cared. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the women were doing, like... The women were killing it. They were killing it. Even with that bad camera work, I could tell. Yeah. And so like, and it's amazing because like every single time they did it was amazing, and then the, there was like no reaction from the men. It's yeah. Like, oh, we gotta let like, the oh, women. Like, okay, <laughs> I guess we'll let them dance. Like, yeah. And at, near the beginning of the movie, there were two female dancers who approached them, and I thought they were gonna be a part of the par- plot. Like, they're like, we want to dance with you, and they're like, okay, cool. And That's all like, they get. Kind of flirting, like like Omarion was like kind of giving them the eye, and then like nothing happened, nothing. and I was like. Really, I was excited for there to be like a dancer romance. Like that's why Step Up works, you know. Yeah, that is why Step Up works. Uh, um, yeah, it's it, it it just seems like a huge missed opportunity, and I think it has a lot to do with the gaze of the film. I kind of feel like the film is not interested in romance and only had a romance in for fangirls but it's like okay if you're not interested in the romance what are you interested in because nothing else because nothing else is working yeah you're not you're not showing the dancing very well you're not doing a very you're not really diving into the the male friendship in the way you could and and then like you're you're adding a death um of a young child and that could be what the whole movie was about also. But you just, like, use him as a plot device. So, like, this isn't about... Yeah, there's just so many things it could be about that it's not. I just feel like the movie... like It just seems like it was supposed to be a romance. Like, it was... like It's almost like it was conceptualized as a romance between Omarion and Marcus Houston. But they didn't want to go through with it. Yeah. <laughs> because so many of the, like the bro centered movies that we watch feel that way. Yeah. Like they have no, like they're afraid of women and they have no idea how to write women and it almost feels homoerotic, but then it's like so afraid of that. And then there's just nothing left. Right. And it's just <laughs> like, like, it's just like flat. And so like we have these, like, I, I also think that like doing a dance movie was really weird because like, B2K is not that great at dancing. Yeah. Um, why don't they have them? Like, again, it doesn't have to be a movie that's actually just about B2K's real life. But, like, they could have them be singing. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. It's weird that no one sings. It's, I thought it was super, like, a big waste of talent. But, yeah, you know. because it's like these, like, everyone else is, like, a real good, like, the two white guys that challenge them are actual choreographers. So yeah. it's just like. Yeah, and that also, like, that also felt, like, almost, like, insulting. 
Not, not that the like like but like the like the the white guys are actually the real dancers in real life in this movie. Right. Like, yeah, I'm, that's like really upsetting. And like also there were apparently like I couldn't catch them, but Kevin Federline was one of the dancers in there. Um Oh, I definitely missed that. Um wow. Columbus Short, who was a big deal until you found out that he beat women and then he got kicked off a scandal, um, was one of the dancers. And also Harry Shum Jr. from um Glee and the very end of Crazy Rich Asians um, <laughs> uh, is is also one of the dancers, and I was sad. I was just like, I wanted to see Harry Shum Jr. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You like, seen Crazy Rich Asians, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like at the very end, and like Gemma Chan like leaves her husband, and then she like hooks up with this other guy. He's the other guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, it's. This this cast had so many opportunities for so many things that didn't happen. Um, yeah, I blame Chris Stokes honestly. Honestly, it seems like Chris Stokes his abusive ass gaze. Yeah, he's abusive, and his gaze is like boring. Yes, like really boring. <laughs> it's really boring and not very nuanced. And honestly, if you want to watch a dance love story, watch the original Step Up. I know. Yeah. I hate saying it. And it like sucks because like, you know, before we could say, oh, Step Up, it led to a beautiful marriage. And, you know, um, Channing Tatum and um, Jenna are not together anymore, but they were together for a really long time. And it was because of that movie. And they're very and they're, they're very like civil about separating. There's no mess there. Yeah. Channing Tatum is with Jesse I, J. I, I met. I met Jenna and interviewed her in real life and she was really as just as like sweet and stunning as you would think. So that's great. Yeah. She I'm, was like very good energy. I'm glad it, I, the Channing Tatum and Jesse J thing. I like, yeah, that bums me out. They're the real deal. Like yeah. he's like talks about the fact, like I remember there was like a whole thing where Janet Tatum was like, Oh, Jesse, she's, she's so brave, you know, cause Jesse J can't have children apparently. And she has a lot of anxiety about that. Aww. And so she was just, he was just like, you know, she's so brave, you know, talking about this like struggle with like, and it was just like, Oh, he's such a good boy. I mean, honestly, like I really <laughs> like him and Jenna, I really think that they're just both very pure people and yeah. they just like found like, there are other people and they're just like okay and they love their daughter yeah like i'm sure it's painful but like they're so the fact that they've both been in the public eye so long and just managed to just stay at, mind their own business <laughs> yeah. just like respect yeah i don't know if i don't know if we're ever gonna are we ever gonna do the first step up movie i mean it has its issues but it's also just like it is a good movie though yeah, i mean i rewatched like it last year and i still it's yeah, still holds up. i like it yeah. i like it yeah so watch that um you could also watch previous episode dirty dancing because that's a better movie than this. yes um there you know i haven't watched a lot of dancing movies in a while so i'm gonna stop there because i have no idea if the dancing movies that i liked when i was young are still good but those i can say that they're good uh um maybe you know give uh the Daily Beast article about Raz B a few clicks, you know, give him some attention, maybe some give retweets, him some, love, some support, because like he really, because people like people were really mean when he came, like he when he came forward, like they were just like um, photoshopping his face on like Peter Pan images and like all of this it's so shit. gross and it's, it makes me so angry and I really disgusting. do feel like like a lot of I just feel a lot of empathy for um, 
also just for men that come forward. Yeah, um, of course. Because, like, obviously, as you know, from being in the world, women don't get support, but people still acknowledge that it happens sometimes. Yeah. And so then, yeah. And men I, get even less than that. Yeah, yeah. And so... It's we really, we it's believe really him. We and believe you, Rasby, yeah. and we really hope that, like, uh, you know, that you're seeing somebody, you know, like a therapist, someone that you can talk to. I hope that you're good, and I hope that if I don't know if Rasby actually went on the tour, but dude, if you did, like, I mean, get your money. Like, yeah, yeah. If, if you if the money was like more important than being around these people that you hate, I totally understand being around people that I hate for money too. Yeah, yeah, you know, we live in the world, so... Yeah, 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 so... And and dear sweet listeners, take care of yourselves. Yeah, please, please, you know, talk to, talk to someone, find someone to talk to. Yes. So, <laughs> maybe don't watch You Got Served, maybe don't. I, I mean, I don't really see, like, you could just... Just listen to B2K, honestly. Yeah. So... I'm Bronwyn Isaac. I'm Jordan <laughs> Searles. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Back it up, back it up. Let's go, Fish Club. Oh.